Hello and welcome to the Excess Words podcast. I'm your host, Steve Leeds. I have subtitled this podcast, Steve Leeds Raw and Uncut. And I'm already thinking about changing raw to unpolished, unpolished and uncut. That might be a little better since, uh, you know, sometimes I'm raw, sometimes I'm unpolished. I don't know what have you, but I think that the unpolished piece will also roll over into the production of this podcast, which leads to the uncut. Essentially, what uncut means is the fact that I don't want to do a lot of post-editing work. That's what always turns me off from the videos and the podcasting and all of these elements that need editing. That's a pain for me. So this is me, raw, unpolished, and uncut. And I hope it's me, but I also hope it's some guests. I'm already in discussions with a few people that would come on as guests with me to the podcast and discuss different topics. They're topics that I find interesting. I'm trying to find a space that is in between what everybody else is talking about within my network, especially within the group of my connections, which are heavily oil and gas, geology, engineering oriented people. So I need to find a voice within all the noise. And that's what I hope to do with this podcast. And in today's podcast, I'm just getting started. So there will be very little production. I'm going to add some things, some music and some interludes and what have you, segue music. But essentially, I'm going to put this out to get it started. And until I get my the date set up on a couple of guests that I'm talking about, then it'll just be me as I'll start in the next segment after this. But this will get better. I'll get more professional. Hopefully, it'll get interesting. You'll understand where the term excess words comes from. If you know me at all, you know that I can be a man of excess words. So this is my storage point for my excess words. Talk to you again and take care. So here we go. The podcast. I'll have to find a name. I'm not sure what name I want, but I know that I want to do a podcast. And basically, what the podcast is, is the 10,000 words that I had to call down into 300 words for my LinkedIn post. 
or that two-minute video. The 10-minute podcast that I have to cut down to two minutes so that I can keep people's attention on LinkedIn for the post or the video or the post, whatever it might be, whatever format. Anyway, what this is going to be, these are the excess words. And I think that'll be the name of the podcast, the excess words. These are the, what, 9,700 words that I cut out. That's what the podcast will be, the extemporaneous, hopefully thought-provoking structure, or not structure, feed. You know, the feed that goes into something that creates a structure. I mean, this is the the feed, the stream of consciousness. So we'll see where this goes. I'm not sure, but I want to start a, start a podcast, and I would like to get interesting guests on that are kind of different of course bring different point of views maybe some controversial I've got some ideas so uh, we'll see but I just want to set this up as my uh, introduction podcast so you understand a little bit of where I'm going and and uh, hopefully we won't talk about this ever again so that's it anyway so season one episode one the excess words Okay, so fabulous. Episode one, the podcast. Maybe working title, The Excess Words. So give me a comment. Let me know what you think of that. Vote for it. I might come up with some other ideas. Anyway, uh, at this moment, the question is, how did I get here? How did I get here? What is this? Who am I? How did I get here? What's the message? Why the podcast? I'm sure a lot of questions. So let's get started with uh, how did I get here? David Byrne, one of my favorite artists, uh, just multifaceted artists, really, but from the Talking Heads day, how did I get here? And it's interesting because now... As I read just a little bit of Carl Jung, as much as I can understand, it's the classic midlife crisis point. It's that point where you cross from stage two, the warrior, I believe that's the warrior phase, into stage three. And I forget what stage three is entitled, but it's kind of that point where you start asking, wait a minute, wait a minute, what have I accomplished, and why, why did I accomplish that, and for who, and for how much value, and you start asking a lot of questions, you reach that point, stage two to stage three, where suddenly you pivot around, you pivot back, and start looking at what was, instead of what's to come, you know, you have enough data in the what was category to get kind of an opinion of how you did. You know, kind of a midlife, let's call it a, an assessment point, not a midlife crisis. It's whether that assessment, the results of the assessment lead to a crisis. And for me, for whatever reason, 
being so dramatic, being an alcoholic, an addict, I crossed over and immediately lit everything on fire. So I did not cross the chasm well. I mean, it, I went into full-blown crisis and and immediately torched, did a torch earth effort pretty effectively as it turns out, but you know, again, for future podcasts. So then once the fires were died out and you know I was able to stand up and see what got scorched and how it uh, the fire started and uh, all the different pieces and 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 then and now what you know now what so that was kind of the point where uh you just kind of go huddle in a cave my cave was this little condo on University Boulevard. You go huddle in the cave, kind of licking your wounds a little bit, and then doing another assessment. Well, I survived. So, well, there you go. That's how real time this is. I had to get my cup of tea. So, All right. So anyway, then it was uh, assessment point number two. You know, there's several assessment points. Maybe they're when each time when you go from one stage to another, maybe that's an automatic assessment point. I don't know. Although I think in the first half of life, you're so busy with the machete and cutting new trail and, you know, being that warrior. I love the second phase term, being the warrior. I mean, that's what it is. And suddenly you, you... you, you win a lot of battles, you lose battles, you know, you end up at this point where you're, you've now conquered everything on your list or, you know, a great many of the items on your list and you start asking those questions. Well, was that worth the effort? Was that worth the risk? Was that worth the reward? And some are and some aren't, frankly. And Anyway, so at each point you make that assessment, and, uh, and so after uh, the big uh, eruption, you know, the big blowout, I had time for one more reflection point, and maybe that's most recently, not at that particular uh, point where everything blew out, but sometime later, uh, even as recent as just within the last few years. It's been, uh, I've been coming to that point of three to four, I guess three, stage three to stage four, which is, you know, kind of a total look back, but also with the reality that I've got another who knows how much, but could be, according to the, the people that keep track, the census people or the statistics people, I'm going to live another 20 years. So it becomes, well, that's stage four. You know, my stage three was probably pretty quick from, who's to say, maybe 10 years. So not really. And here we start. I'm on stage four and it's a total look back. and, And all of a sudden, some years in, I'm not sure how long in, but some years in, I'm here and it's, it's like, wow. I'm honestly pretty darn happy, you know, with everything. I've got fears, 
I've got anxiety, I've got everything like everybody else does, but I also have started taking my own medicine and in these times of struggle, suffering, strife, you have to look up and see what's going right. And if I look up right now, I look out and it's sunny, it's beautiful, it's a, just an amazing fall Denver day. When I look out over, it's like a valley to a bluff. It's uh, multi-rust colored and yellow and green and it's fabulous. So you have to always get back to that. And that hopefully will help. It isn't 100%. Honestly, this morning, I'm surrounded by all this stuff, but I was having an anxious morning. There's some things I know I should be doing. I should be working harder to, to market, and I should get out or, to, you know, virtually out more and network. You know, do what I tell my network to do. Doctor, take your medicine or doctor heal thyself or whatever the cliche is that's I, I need to listen to my own medicine because it is good stuff it's good medicine and when I get there I see the results and, and so this morning I got out and, and it was all about connecting with people you know just connecting with people if you make a nice connection you know a connection a real connection you know, not just you, you there's sometimes at, at Safeway or wherever I shop, it's I'm, I'm into another thinking mode. And it's sort of like, really, I'm not here to have a conversation. And I don't want to be rude. But, uh, you know, you got eight seconds of my time. <laughs> you know, it's out. But if it's, you know, I make an effort, I made a little more effort. This is a little coffee shop I go to, they know me, I know them. So you know, I always want to connect and be friendly and genuine and I walked out of that coffee shop and it was like I did not feel anxious then I looked out over the valley you know out of the, the low and saw the colors and the clouds and the blue sky you know I saw it all then you know so I just needed that little shift that little shift and the effort I had to make was to try to improve her day you know that was ultimately my goal was to make her experience with me be pleasant and if I can do that then I have quote made their day unquote or their hour or their quota you know whatever uh, their metric might be for happiness in that moment so, and as soon as I realize I help them, then I help me. Then I walk out, I, I'm not anxious, I am back in the flow, you know, things are happening again. So, that's, that's kind of the way it works for me and how I got here. That's where I'm at now, is just trying to be more and more in the flow. And I'll talk about that next. I'll talk about the flow and not being in the flow and, and you know some uh, that, that's the way these podcasts are going to go and eventually it's not going to be me droning on like this it's going to be someone else that I'm going to bring in that will help the two of us drone on and we'll drone on for twice as long who knows but I said you know it's if you know me and a lot of you well 
I'm sure this is going to be quirky and hit and miss, and I, I like to experiment. And experimentation, as you know, is just another word for failure. So I've got lots of experiments on my books in the past, and I've got a lot on the docket coming up. So the nice thing about experimenting is when you hit one. So I'll hope to hit one and... And like I say, I've got some some folks in mind already that I think would be fun and interesting, and we'll come up with a, a nice little format and start uh, uh, start start getting her done. So anyway, that's all. That's what I plan to do. I appreciate you listening to this. And these are the excess words. Take care. See you next time. So there you have it. Season 1, Episode 1, In the Can. I hope you enjoyed it. hope you got a couple of chuckles out of it. It may end up being more entertaining than informative. I may lead that way on the Spectra. Check my LinkedIn post for the recent post on Spectrums, the Spectrums on which we live. So... Let's see where we go from there. Please leave comments. Let me know if you've got topics, uh, if you'd like to be on the show, uh, anything that might be helpful and informative. So take care, and I'll look forward to interacting as we move forward. Bye for now. So today I wanted to chat a little bit about something I talk about a lot, and that is purpose, living a life of purpose, leading a purposeful life, living a purposeful life. A couple of questions may come to mind. First off, why? Secondly, who cares? Well, I realize that why is a decision we all come to at some point. It either becomes important or not. I understand how it is probably age-related. As I mentioned earlier, my first guess will be a man, an associate that is trained in and educated upon Jungian thought. And as you move through the stages, it becomes more and more important to have meaning of what your actions have been to that point. So let me read. First thing I did was I looked up living a purposeful life. Here's, here's what they say. Here's one, what one person said. Living purposefully is one of the most effortless but enjoyable experiences which you can enjoy in life. When you are living purposefully, life just flows. Like flowing water, you effortlessly, effortlessly 
adapt to any obstacle which is placed in your way. You carve out your own path for life as you pass peacefully through. There are times when things become turbulent and you can fall off purpose, but with a small amount of effort of conscious thought, you can usually guide yourself back until you are living purposefully once again. What's wrong with that? Who wouldn't want that? I appreciate it's a bit flowery, poetic, whatever. The sentiment is there, and that is the life I want at this point. I want to live a purposeful life. I want to feel like I have meaning and purpose. So, why? That's why. Who cares? Well, you should care. It's your life. If you choose not to live a purposeful life, that's not my problem. Trust me. You may try to make it my problem, but it isn't my problem. So who cares as you should care? If you live a purposeful life, I can tell you, you will be surrounded by people that love you and care for you and support you and have compassion for you and are there to help. They're your biggest cheerleaders. That's why you lead a purposeful life. Because without a team surrounding you that truly cares, you're not guaranteed success. Surround yourself with a team that cares, and you will attract that team by leading a purposeful life. One more question. Okay, how do we lead a purposeful life? Okay, well, that's an entire season all by itself. But we can get started by acknowledging that, yes, I will do everything I can to lead a purposeful life. Now let's look at purpose. Let's define actions. Let's define that course that we want to take to lead that purposeful life. Let's start by understanding exactly what's meant by purpose. I looked it up. I googled it. First result is purpose, the noun. The reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. Okay, that's perfect. That shows me that, in fact, purpose is not, your purpose is not set for life. In fact, your purpose changes, is a dynamic metric, or a culmination. Maybe you ultimately create a collective purpose. That's the greater purpose. Maybe that's the greater purpose. So in your first early stages of life, as we'll talk about, you are, your reason is to get something done. 
or created. So you are doers and creators early on. At some point, you begin to question your existence. You look back, you see what you have created, you see what you have done. Nonetheless, the question remains, what is the reason for my existence? To simply create and to do? A noble existence, no doubt. But is that all there is? Is that all there is, is just do and create? Is that why I exist? Now, this is where it gets personal. If you believe in your heart of hearts, yes, that's why I, I exist, then your purpose is fulfilled. Your purpose is fulfilled. You have done and created. And in your mind, that was your reason for existence. And I respect that, and I am envious at the same time. I wish I felt complete with my purpose. I don't. This is me seeking purpose. I am on the journey of seeking purpose. The journey has been scattered with clues. I picked up all the clues, and I continue the journey hopefully leading to some productive end. Possibly that productive end is to just light a pathway through a life lived like I have lived. If I can help show you a light through your life, then that's my life well lived. That creates for me a life well lived. A purpose-driven life. It's funny, I, I listen to the recordings as I'm recording. I go back and listen to different segments and so forth. And wow, I always sound so dramatic and so intense and so forth. I realize I'm honestly not that way. I'm that way only because it was something that I did not understand. There were changes I needed to make to get to this point, which is, in fact, very much lighter than the life I was living before I had purpose. Or let's say, I, I think I can put it that way. I, 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 my purpose was to do and create. I did that. And then when I crossed over, the, the compass went a little haywire, we'll say. And I lost purpose, so it was a dark, darker period without purpose. It took me that to relocate purpose, get back on track. And now life is fantastic, really. It's not perfect. I don't think it'll ever be perfect. I think perfect could be a boring life, to tell you the truth, if you really played that out. I always have something that's there that causes me to work on some element, some area. And it is the P underneath the mattress. 
it's just irritating, but it keeps you on your toes in an area in which you're likely should be on your toes. But overall, once I found purpose, life got much, much better. Then I had direction. Once you have purpose, then you have direction. Once you have direction, you can take action with confidence. You can take action with confidence, knowing that you are at the very least heading in the right direction. That's a huge step. That's where I like to focus on. That's in coaching, that's the clarity, that's the goal setting, in a sense. That's the direction setting. It all starts with understanding that your direction may be off. So I will lighten up. I will lighten up because I am on purpose now. I'm doing something that feels like it has purpose, like it has purpose and meaning. So I'm a happy guy. There's a few pieces of the puzzle that still need to fit in. I'm trying. I'm a lifelong learner. I'll continue. But I invite you to join me on the journey. Relate to what you can relate. Add what you can add. Together, it'll be at least entertaining, if not instructional. Hopefully a little bit of both. Take care. I'll be working on episode three. Bye for now. Man, sometimes when I listen to myself, I sound so dramatic and serious. And honestly, I doubt any of my friends would see me that way. No question, I have been through times that have been dark and serious, but now not. All came down to me finally seeing that I wanted meaning and had a purpose. The fact is I needed a notebook, a file cabinet of experiences from which to work from, and it took me many years to fill up that file cabinet with a bunch of experiences, but oh, the file cabinet is full. Now the job is to organize it in such a way that I can fulfill my purpose, which is to take that file cabinet of experiences, put them into a series of stories, take those stories to people that can relate to the stories and have a desire to hear the stories, then tell my story, hoping that someone in the audience will be moved or inspired or in some way helped with me telling my story. I'm here to tell you straight out that telling one's personal story on a big platform like social media is a scary, scary thing to do. 
it makes you feel very vulnerable and open for attack. Part of the prep work for me was 40 plus years in oil and gas sales and service. I learned how to hear no. I learned how to respond when I heard no. Sometimes I heard no, and sometimes I heard not yet. And sometimes I heard, when are we going golfing? 